A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Adams. I had to scoot a little backwards so you could see the patriotic shirt, you know. I love this shirt. I don't know why I don't wear it more often, but... It's kind of hard to do the show in my normal position and still show off uh, all of the uh, patriotic glory there. So there you go. Uh, welcome again to another edition of Barry and Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I am glad that you're with us on the program today. Uh, yes, we will be off tomorrow for Independence Day, but uh, back on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So you will not miss a show this week. I promise you that. Uh, and we've got a good show for you today, actually. We're going to be talking with uh, Bill Cawthon of the Second Amendment Society of Texas about constitutional carry in Florida, (laughs) as well as constitutional carry in Texas. It's been in place in Texas, you know, a little bit longer uh, than it has been in the uh, sunshine state of Florida. Permitless carry taking effect on Saturday in Florida, but it's been in place for over a year in Texas. And Bill has crunched some numbers and he's found that, uh, you know, despite what, uh, Folks might believe, if they listen to the mainstream media, constitutional carry is not the end of the world and may, in fact, uh, show better results at reducing violent crime than things like universal background checks. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a second. Before we do, though, you know, Biden's America is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers one after another. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hardworking families to the brink. Just look at the price of lunch meat the next time you go to the grocery store. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it, and I know it. And that's why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year, with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you call them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. All right, so now let's get to our conversation with Bill Cawthon of the Second Amendment Society of Texas. Take a look at some of the data that uh, he has discovered regarding constitutional carry and crime rates compared to states that adopt things like universal background checks. Take a look and a listen. Well, Bill, thanks so much for coming on the show today. It's good to see you in person, sir, and uh, I, I appreciate you taking time. I know you know, you must be getting ready for Christmas. It's July, but uh, yeah. man, there's a lot of toys to be made here. You, I am so Absolutely. envious of your beard. My goodness gracious. Oh, God. You know, my beard's about 44 years old now. <laughs> that is fantastic. Well, <laughs> one day I hope that uh, mine looks as good as yours does. Um, well, don't don't be don't be in too much of a hurry for it to turn white. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, I've, I've mm-hmm. had to deal with the bald for, uh, you know, close to 30 years. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep the, the, uh, you know, the color on my uh, beard as long as I can. Uh, all right. So listen, as much as I would love to talk uh, grooming tips with you today, uh, let's talk instead constitutional carry versus universal background checks. I thought this is some fascinating research that you've done. Um, and it's really timely too, because, you know, Florida just became a permitless carry state, not true constitutional carry, you still can't openly carry, but for the purposes of our discussion, I, I think this will suffice. And we've seen no shortage of headlines about, you know, that Florida is going to be a more dangerous place, right? Because almost everybody can carry guns now. 
You actually took a look at at what happened to the homicide rates in several constitutional carry states, right? Yeah. Uh, well, as a matter of fact, not just several constitutional carry states, but the the thing that uh, I originally contacted you about was we looked at the period from um, 2014 to 2016. I, I, I cut to that period to give myself enough time to look at long term. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was amazing. The uh, uh, actual uh, uh, stats on it were, uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, we were looking at the uh, additional, not only, you know, were the, the, the rates uh, lower in the permitless carry states as opposed to states that adopted uh, the uh, background checks, universal background checks. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the number of additional murders or homicides, let's put that way, because I was using CDC figures, uh, was, oh... Well, I'm looking at the stats here. Uh, So in the first year after the universal background checks were implemented in Colorado, Delaware, Oregon, and Washington, there was an average increase in homicides of 4.2% compared to the first full year after constitutional permitless carry was enacted in Kansas, Maine, Idaho, and West Virginia, a a drop in the homicide rate of 2.2%. Yep. So and then you looked at this five years later, right? So it's not because which is smart because you can't just look at one year uh, and, and assume that you're going to get, you know, a, a wealth of information. But five years after Colorado, Delaware, Oregon, Washington uh, implemented their universal background check laws, the average homicide rate had increased by 19.9 percent. Five years after permitless carry goes into effect in Kansas, Maine, Idaho and West Virginia, You've got an average reduction in homicides of 2.3%. And again, this is completely, both of those figures are completely contrary to what gun control advocates say is going to happen, right? Because uh, according to them, more guns automatically equals more crime. That's not what the data shows. No, no. And the thing is, is that, you know, I'm not, uh, and I've been accused of this, of of using, oh, you get your data from uh, Gun Owners of America or NRA. No, no, no. All the data I use uh, I, comes from Centers for Disease Control, uh, FBI, law enforcement, and Attorney General uh, records in all fifty states. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to be, if you're going to be, uh, uh, overkill. That's overkill. <laughs> but the thing is. The thing that I try to do is make sure not only that you know I'm using an authoritative source, but that I can do have that authoritative source available to anyone who wants to go in behind me and check. Yeah, yeah, you know that's you know that's been one of my goals for years. Is that uh, when when uh, we talk, it's not just constitutional carry, but it's a. Uh, uh, the the problem though is a lot way that a lot of things go down is that people are appealing to our Second Amendment rights, which the thing is they're given. You know they're not going anywhere. I know they're not going anywhere. There's no way that they're going to you know they pass the amendment. But what's happening is 
that uh, I took a long time ago. I just said, okay, the pro-gun control people don't care about the Second Amendment. So why am I arguing about the Second Amendment with them? Right. And so what I did, and I would be in this uh, about 10 years ago, I just began saying, okay, well, let me go look at what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over the years, I've come to the conclusion that based, you know, and a lot of this stuff is just estimates that I, I've had to work with. Sure. But guns save more lives than gun control laws. Oh, yeah. A bottom I- line. I don't disagree with that at all. And, and you know, and I want to make clear that uh, if you go to 2asociety.org, you can you can look uh, this up. Uh, the, the research that Bill has done is called uh, myth busting, uh, myth busting universal background check laws save lives. And, and I want to quote just a, a bit from your piece here, Bill, because you say we have no fondness for cherry pickers. So we looked at the five year changes for all of the states, not just these four with universal background check laws and all of the states with constitutional carry. And you report that there were a total of 2,082 additional homicides in the background check states, 2,908 in the constitutional carry states. Um, but again, those are unweighted averages, right? There are 15 background check states, 24 constitutional yeah. carry states. When it comes to weighted averages, you say background check states and constitutional carry states are nearly exactly the same. Uh, to yeah. be more precise, you say constitutional carry states were about 0.64% lower in terms of homicide rates. Um, so you're not saying that constitutional carry ends violent crime. No. Uh, no but you're not saying that that the universal background check laws end violent crime either. You say, quote, it appears that universal background checks don't save lives and that constitutional carry doesn't cause bloodbaths. The reality is that neither change seems to make that much of a difference. States with high homicide rates continued to have high homicide rates and those with low rates continue to have low rates, which, you know, I, I think that is the most important takeaway here. Because you're right, Bill, you know, the folks who are the hardcore anti-gunners, they don't not only do they not care about our right to keep their arms, they're actively working to destroy it. But I think there are a lot of people out there. I call them soft gun control supporters. They're 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 interested in safer communities Mm -hmm. and they hear gun control advocates say, well, here's how we get there. And they say, well, okay, that sounds pretty good to me. We have a difficult job because we actually have to point out things like uh, the dysfunctional criminal justice system. We have to. This is why I have a segment every day called the recidivist report where we talk about these repeat violent offenders. And I think part of our job going forward, and really we should have been doing this all along, is to make the the two way case from a public safety perspective. Right. And that's exactly what you're doing here, I think, with this data. Mm -hmm. That's the only. And the the thing is, it's not. One of the reasons but I, well, Andy, uh, Andy Turner, who, who's a, a really super uh, first you know, legislative uh, advocate, uh, she was, uh, she's working with me now. Um, and the fact is that what you've got to do is you've got to say, okay, look, here we are. This is what we've got to do. But we want to make all of this available to anyone who wants to. I one of the big one of the big moments that I remember that was really just cool as I could could ever happen to want was watching Mark Robinson in that city council meeting. Oh yeah, in Greensboro, North Carolina, a few years ago. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I I, 
I've testified before a county commissioner's court uh, meeting. They were talking about universal background checks, as a matter of fact. And everybody's going up, you know, uh, you know, mom's demand action was there in force. It was a sea of red shirts. And the people who went up speaking for themselves, they were focusing on their rights. And, you know, I was somewhere in the middle of the pack. And I just got up there and I asked him, why? Why are you doing this? It doesn't work. It can't be enforced. Why? What's the point? You're not going to see any benefit and neither is anybody else. Yep. Yeah. And again, I mean, that's what we've seen, you know, and, and I'm glad that Colorado is one of the states that you looked at because over the past 10 years, not only has Colorado implemented universal background checks, but they've, you know, instituted oh. a, a, you know, ban on so-called high capacity magazines, instituted a red flag law. Uh, they repealed firearms preemption. So now you've got all of these local gun bans that are popping up. And almost every year since 2013, violent crime has increased in Colorado. Uh, you know, five years after they enacted universal background check laws, that was 2014. Um, violent crime or homicides in Colorado had increased 39.6%. And it hasn't gotten any better since then. And they keep no. doubling down on this strategy of, well, we're just going to ban our way to safety. Right. Uh, and in the meantime, take... <laughs> you know, violent crime just keeps getting worse. Yeah. What they're going to do is everything they've ever seen, California, New York, New Jersey, do. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know. It's this whole thing, you know, if it doesn't work, let's try more. Right. Yeah. Last time I checked, that that's the definition of insanity. Yeah. Well, over, not over just that, but you know, result, to me, right? yeah, to me, it sounds like you know, it reminds me of the, uh, the patent medicine hawker <laughs> back in the old West medicine shows. Oh, yeah, it's going to it's going to work for you. I guarantee it. And I'll be in the next county before you find out it's worthless. Right. So. Yeah, you know, you're right. And this time around, is they're not going to the next county, but they're saying, well, if you didn't like that gun control law, how about this one? Yeah, uh, yeah you know, we, this is just a first step, right? We, we got to do more. They always got to do more. They've got their failures baked into the cake. When one law mm -hmm. doesn't work, they just say, well, that's all the more reason why we need to continue our crackdown. Oh, yeah. And it's, this is stuff that's been out there for a while. Uh, one of the reasons they talk about universal background checks, it's an unenforceable law. And there's, oh, wow. Even gun, uh, a one gun control advocate looked at the implications, as a matter of fact, in uh, Colorado and Washington and said, well, you know, didn't really do much. Uh, and they said, you know why? Everybody, including law enforcement, ignored it. And this yeah. is something, back when Greg Ridgeway was uh, deputy director of the National Institute of Justice, he wrote uh, a white paper. And one of the things that he said about universal background checks is that they had to be linked to registration. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's all well and good, except registration's been forbidden by federal law since 1986. So I'm going to pass law, and I can't enforce it because enforcing it would be against the law. Uh, okay. Right. Which, of course, they then used to say, you know, well, that's why we need gun registration. That's why we need gun licenses. Why we need to try to keep track of all of these legal gun owners. And again, the focus is on folks who are exercising their constitutional rights, not the people who are actually driving crime, who we know, yeah. you know, is a pretty small cohort of society, oftentimes uh, repeat offenders, you know, multiple contacts with the uh, criminal justice system. Um, and I, we've got a, a story I'm going to be talking about uh, in just a couple of minutes uh, out of Ohio, where a guy who's accused of an armed robbery at a pizza shop 
was out on $200 bond for armed robbery. Yeah. Now, you know, and again, this is in a state where Democrats are, are complaining about Ohio's preemption law. They want to pass their own local gun control laws. That's the only thing that's going to make a difference. I say, no. How about you treat armed robbery like a serious crime from the get go rather than looking for ways Absolutely. to put repeat violent offenders back out onto the streets? Yeah. Um, you know, there. It's like they have to pervert the entire system just to make make it look like gun owners are the problem. Yep. And, and it really, it, it's pervasive. Oh, it absolutely um, is. But that's why I think research and information like yours is so important. Uh, and again, I really appreciate you coming on the show today, Bill. I would love to have you back uh, in the future because I know that this is, time. you know, obviously a passion of yours. Uh, but again, if folks want more information, you want to check out Bill's research, we'll obviously link to it at Bearing Arms, uh, but you can go to 2asociety.org. That's the number 2asociety.org. Uh, you can find this research and a lot of other information. Bill, thank you, man, for everything you do My uh, and all of your My activism. Pleasure. I hope you have a yeah. very happy Independence Day, sir. You too. All the best, Dan. Thanks, Bill. We'll talk again very soon. Well, I appreciate Bill joining us on the program. And again, fascinating numbers uh, from Bill there. Stuff you uh, probably won't see any follow-up on when it comes to the mainstream media, unfortunately. No, they are content to present this false narrative that more guns equals more crime when the reality is very, very different. All right, let's turn our attention now to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We will start there with a headline out of Cleveland, Ohio. Man accused of Cleveland pizza shop robbery and beating was free on just $200 bond in similar case. That's right. Meanwhile, you know, you've got the uh, mayors of Cincinnati and Columbus, city attorney in Columbus, Zach Klein, uh, and even officials in Cleveland who are complaining that, well, you know, the, the issue here in Ohio is uh, the gun laws are just uh, too lax, right? You've got constitutional care. We can't do anything. We just need some common sense gun laws. Well, you don't need a common sense gun law, quote unquote, or any uh, other gun sense approved measure to deal with repeat violent offenders. What you need is a functional criminal justice system. And the Democratic governments in cities like Columbus and Cincinnati and Cleveland don't want that. Oh, no, no, that goes against their far left ideology, right? Cuyahoga County judge set bond in this case, uh, the original case armed robbery at just $2,000 and allow the suspect to post just 10% to get released. The guy's name is Terrence Trawick. He was uh, also wanted by the court for failing to appear for two, uh, two pretrial hearings related to other crimes that he's facing. Uh, and now the 36-year-old is uh, out. The uh, June 15th armed robbery at Broadway Pizza captured on surveillance cameras inside the shop. Video shows uh, Trawick He's of grabbing the pizza shop worker by the hair, slamming her face on the counter, holding a gun to her head while threatening to pull the trigger. Trevick and a second man accused of beating another man who was just helping out the pizza shop that night. Victims also said he fired a shot, narrowly missing the owner of the shop who ran and called 911. Tammy Irwin, one of the victims, she is uh, shocked after learning that the man suspected of holding a gun to her head was free at the time on a bond of just $200 for another armed robbery. She said, I think it's crazy. I couldn't believe it when I heard that. I think it's crazy. But as Channel 19 in Cleveland reports, it's not all. Terrence Stryker had also wanted for missing a pretrial hearing on a drug possession case where he initially posted just a $500 bond to be released. Now, honestly, I got to tell you, 
$500 bond for a drug possession case, a simple possession case, not nearly as egregious as a $200 bond for armed robbery. I mean, that's, again, unbelievable. Tammy Irwin says the justice system needs to do better. She says it's crazy because only certain people get low bonds for serious crimes. Other people, it's outrageously high for lesser crimes. Yeah. Uh, Trebek now also facing 12 more criminal charges, including multiple counts of kidnapping, aggravated robbery, assault, discharge of a firearm. Prosecutor and Cleveland police have now filed a high bond request with the court, though Trebek, the last report, still not in custody. But the next time they catch him, oh yeah, now they say they're going to throw the books at him because, you know, the third time's the charm, I guess. Today's Armed Citizen story uh, from Houston, Texas, um, and this actually is getting some media attention, a little bit of national media attention. Newsweek picked this up, video of pregnant woman shooting robbery suspect viewed 200,000 times. Uh, this some of the local coverage in Houston, pregnant woman shoots potential robber at uh, Houston gas station. This is from a Fox 26 in Houston. According to the Houston police, officers responded to a shooting at a gas station last Tuesday, June 27th, found a male and a female holding a suspect at gunpoint. The suspect later identified as Mario Epina Duque, suffering from several gunshot wounds. Houston Fire Department paramedics responded to the scene, transported Duque to the hospital. Male and female both detained to the scene uh, while they spoke to police. Surveillance video shows that Duque displaying a weapon and threatening to kill the man. He then struck the man with a pistol. That's when the female nine months pregnant, as well as the male victim, both produced firearms and in self-defense shot Duque. Then they held him at gunpoint and called 911. Charges filed against Duque, charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, as well as unlawful carrying of a weapon. At last report, he remains hospitalized in the custody of the Houston Police Department. The uh, nine months pregnant woman uh, and her partner not facing any charges because they were acting again in self-defense. And finally today, our good deed of the day, let's stay with the Houston area here. Neighbors helping a family escape a house fire over the weekend in uh, Northwest Harris County. Yeah, thankfully, uh, all of the individuals inside that home were already out by the time fire crews arrived. The uh, Northwest Volunteer Fire Department got word of a fire just before 1.30 a.m. this morning. According to firefighters, uh, though, everybody in the home able to get out, thanks to their neighbors, uh, Mike Jockins with the Northwest Volunteer Fire Department says it sounds like the neighbors are able to wake up the occupants and get them out to safety. Uh, one neighbor, Gloria Lara, said, I was just about the, that lady that lived there, the older lady. I was just concerned about her, the whole family, really, but mostly her because she's on a walker. Uh, the older woman was taken to local hospital for medical reasons, not linked to the house fire. Uh, but again, thankfully, nobody hurt. Cause of the investigation, still uh, under investigation. Again, this happened Monday morning, so it might be a couple of days before uh, officials learn what started that fire. But the most important thing, again, neighbors in the right place at the right time, willing able to do the right thing, looking out for each other. And at one thirty in the morning, still able to uh, get that family out of their home and to safety. So to all of those neighbors, Gloria Lara and the other anonymous neighbors who uh, efforted that rescue, thank you for your very, very good deed. And, of course, I'll be the uh, nudgenik that reminds you if uh, you are living in a part of the country where the weather is really hot and dry, please be careful with your fireworks. I'm not going to say, don't shoot off fireworks. I love fireworks. But be careful with them. Um, we I don't know if you've seen this, but I've seen this. Grass fire starting because of fireworks. We don't want to put anybody uh, in danger or in jeopardy. 
because we're out there having a good time on Independence Day. So, uh, again, make sure your fireworks are appropriate. I don't think I have to tell you, don't fire your guns into the air on Independence Day. You're, you're not the audience that, uh, that needs to hear that message. But uh, if you know somebody who does, give them that gentle reminder as well. That what goes up must come down. And, uh, you know, keep, keep the, uh, the loud noisemakers to the fireworks and not to the firearms on Independence Day. Unless, again, you're at the range doing some plinking. I plan on doing a little bit of that myself tomorrow. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday with another edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I'm looking forward to seeing you then. Enjoy your Independence Day holiday. Have a great time. And until we talk again, be well, be safe, and yes, be free. Be free.